0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy
1: Bake Oven. (laughs) Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome in Thursday, June 29th, 2023. And it is time for the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am your host, Gabe Kuhn, on Twitter at G underscore kuhn seventy one. Former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. And a guy who's got to be tired after uh, hosting trivia last night. That would be Connor Dunning at C. Dunning 929. Connor, what's the word, brother? What's up, man? 28 teams. 28, 28. teams, Biggest, uh Biggest. <laughs> what, what's a normal? Is it usually like around 20?
2: tops so for Celtic yes at Celtic it is I would say a normal trivia night that was anywhere between 10 to 20 teams 20 plus is is a big game 28 is a uh, massive massive I would have to bet it might be the biggest trivia game in the city of Memphis every week I would be uh, surprised to find one that that's bigger
1: and it's general knowledge right general knowledge maybe. um whoever won probably didn't miss a damn question Right? so
2: we had so we actually had a we had a tiebreaker question in okay first place last night so Rock on. um first place got 37 points second the person that came in third though I get because we had two tie for first had 37 third place had 36 and a half dude it was a barn burner <laughs> last night the total you can get is 40. that's the most you can get
1: all right favorite team names come on go real last quick. night the team yeah. that
2: won last night was sipping on some quizzer. I can't say on air the other team names. <laughs>
1: okay. Understood. Understood. Do you do you pick out the the winning team name? No,
2: we vote for best team name uh okay. every single night. If you for, if you forget to sip vote, sip it on
1: some quizzer. Okay. Yeah,
2: sip it on some quizzer one. Yeah, Last yeah, week okay. uh YOLO submarine won, which is
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not that's not great taste I don't think, right? Doesn't I mean, seem great. It, it won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The people spoke, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the people speak, it ends out. Uh, speaking of a submarine, they they have recovered the Titan. I I don't know what to say about it. Ocean Gate Titan has been recovered by the U.S. Coast Guard, um, <laughs> three hundred miles off the uh, off of the uh, edge of Newfoundland. They'll transport it to a U.S. port where medical professionals will conduct a formal analysis of the remains. I heard there's also and I I I know this is probably a little grody to to think about, but they they did say they think they found some level of human remains within the pieces of the of the Titan. And if you know anything about being at twelve thousand five hundred feet, not much, not much. But there we'll see we'll see what ultimately what what transpired. I think we know though, right? Like they're gonna do they're gonna run tests on the Titan, but we know what happened. I think we know what. happened. Yes, I think we're pretty. I think I think we're, that that much is pretty. Uh, Pretty clear. But we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. Um, I'm going to open here in a second on baseball being a weird sport. (laughs) Baseball is a bizarre sport to follow, but they have taken advantage of the past week since everything is is sort of eyes on them, NBA draft behind you. We don't have a free agency opening until tomorrow. All the eyes have been on the MLB, and they have taken advantage of it heavily. Uh, Domingo Herman throws a perfect game last night. Throws a perfect game. Also, we'll talk about the Ja and Joshua Holloway suit. Ja and his team, not surprising, they want that case dropped. They want it dropped. I'll tell you exactly sort of all the details about that and what I think ultimately. uh, We do have some NBA free agency uh, rumors and everything to to talk about. James Harden did opt into his uh, deal. $35.6 $35.6 million, Connor, with the uh, 76ers, but he's looking for a trade. And I get, like, the Rockets were, like, the favorite this entire time, but I, I guess Fred Van Vleet and Dylan Brooks may be on their plate right now. Um, but it's going to be fun to follow this James Harden situation. Nixon Clippers have emerged as the immediate suitors for James Harden in a trade. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock, Jeff Calkins show and the Daily Memphis. And this will be the last time this week. Um, he, he will be off tomorrow. Um, and then 6 o'clock, we're going to find some free, agents, free agency uh, sort of rumors here for the Grizzlies, find some targets to Michael Cole will join at 6 o'clock from the Commercial Appeal, Grizzlies beat reporter for them. Then we'll hop into the Blitz, plenty there. Eric Gordon, not returning to the Clippers. Everybody loves Eric Gordon. I think in, in there's a lot of there's a lot of Grizzlies fans that love Eric Gordon still since the
2: day he walked onto an NBA court.
1: I swear he's 35 years old too. That still surprises me. Uh, then we have some gambling suspensions in the NFL uh, that have officially dropped, including the Isaiah Rodgers uh, Colts cornerback who bet on his own team. I'll give you the details. The 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 disturbing details uh, when we get into the blitz. Now Domingo Herman, perfect game, 24th in the history. Of the MLB first since Felix Hernandez in 2012, um, and I, I guess I'll just go ahead and pass it over really quick. This was the scene last night for Domingo Herman once he uh, once he got that last out. Ends in his way. Grounded to third. How about that? How about it for Domingo Herman on the road? By the way, the roar of the crowd's pretty interesting, considering he was on the road in Oakland. <laughs> That's the A's crowd roaring for him, I guess. But everybody wants to see a perfect game. If you're you're on hand for that, um, you're witnessing baseball history. Um, after the game, he dedicated it to the game in general to an uncle who died this week. He said he was beside himself all week, crying within the clubhouse and everything else, uncle, that that, he, that that passed away that was very close to his family. Now, this is interesting, though, because baseball is so bizarre. Guys that throw perfect games, I, I mean, you just look at sort of the history of the 21st century. I mean, it's either a guy that is a certifiable superstar, the Roy Holidays of the world, rest in peace, um, Felix Hernandez, or there's guys like Domingo Herman, who— Really have struggled, uh, middling pitchers that somehow get over the top when they get over the top. He was suspended 10 games last month for an illegal substance on his hand, Domingo Herman was. Then, when he got back, his last two starts, have you seen his last two starts, Connor? I had not, no. Allowed 17 combined earned runs in five and a third's innings pitched over his last two starts. Yikes. Not good. And somehow, last night, 9Ks, didn't allow a walk, no one reached base, perfect game for Domingo Herman on the road in Oakland. It's, I mean, it's insane. It's insane. Baseball is very tricky to follow, but it's been impressive. I I talked about this yesterday. There really is sort of this three-week period where we really turn most of our attention to Major League Baseball. It's the only... Real show going on. WNBA is going on as well, but it's 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 the show going on right this second. In the past week, we've had Ellie De La Cruz with a cycle. We've had Shohei Otani pitch six and a third, ten uh, Ks, go three for three with two bombs, his first two home run, ten um, K performance in the history of uh, of his his career, and then we have a perfect game. That's all been in the past week, past six days. The Major League Baseball's taking advantage of their their quick moment and I got to say I respect it because they they need to do things like this to stay on the collective minds of of sports watchers in general, casual fans in general. They've had some tough years. Obviously, they've made some changes to the game uh, with the pitch clock and everything else. Um, but to have this type of excitement uh, in such a short period of time, this is this is good. This is good oh, for it's them great. to stay yeah. in the news cycle. And, and show that their game's still exciting at times.
2: The writer's strike hasn't affected the MLB, it seems yeah, like. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, my question to you is, so those three things have all happened within the last few days, right? Yep. Which one's the most impressive?
1: Perfect game. No question. Really?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure I agree with that.
1: Wh- well, wh- wh- where where would you... Uh, Shohei. You, okay, that's fine. I, I, perfect game is ridiculous. Game. It is. It's happened before, though. It's uh, 24 times in 120 years. Shohei's happened twice. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> that last one was 1890. I yes, I guess. But Zach Grinky is another oh, guy who okay. was able to get hit two bombs, and you know, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I still, any time a perfect game is thrown, I'm I'm going to lean to the perfect game.
2: He's a Yankee. No, so I can't d- give it to him.
1: Yeah, that's, it, that's <laughs> now we're getting to the now we're getting to the bottom of this whole thing. But no, you're talking about no base runners. No, no walks, no hits, no errors. It's nothing. incredible. It's, it's incredible. It's to insane. Watch. To, now, I, I'm glad that I have not seen a lot of people say, "Well, it's the Oakland A's." I'm glad because I don't give a damn who you are if you're pitching in Major League Baseball and you pitch a perfect game. I don't care who the team is on the. Oh other yeah, side. but uh, I'm, I'm glad we haven't seen all that. Uh, by the way, did you see after the game? Did you see the chaw he had in, the, in his bottom lip? He pitches with a massive. You could see it in, in his celebration damn i like when, when i saw him in the in the post game remarks i figured he had put it in like right after the game but i i went back and sort of watched on the mound he has that thing in the whole time that's probably the real story here right is that jaw in his bottom lip while throwing a perfect game
2: it made my stomach hurt just looking at it
1: yeah it'll, 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 something that big in your bottom No. I can't Mm-mm.
2: pass hard, big, pass. big, big pass. No, thank big you. Pass. Never been my thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, when was the last time you did that? Never. You did? I've never, 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 I've never had any nicotine. I got you.
2: I, weirdly enough, not a single Strange.
1: thing. Strange. It's interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. No cigarettes, no dip.
1: It's good for you. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. But Domingo Herman, that thing was massive. But good for him, and, and good on the on the MLB. Did you see stay though, in the damn when stay I was in the just
2: watching that replay when we just played the clip? That ball almost got away from Donaldson. Yeah. He it dude the The amount of pressure it has to be, to be the guy to get the last out on a perfect game, crazy pressure, P- crazy,
1: crazy. I still can't. And honestly, it's every time I see a a, a perfect game bid, um, I can't help but think about Armando Galarraga. For the Tigers. You remember that? it's
2: In my mind, it's it's just a, burned. it still
1: counts as a perfect it game. Though. It that like, should. Like last night, Domingo Armand should have been the 25th. Because the thing
2: there. is, as soon as you said that name, I knew who you were talking about. I knew the player. I knew the play. Everybody, I think, that pays attention to that MLB, is literally. If you bring up that name, we're like, oh, yeah, the perfect it is game. That wasn't.
1: It. it is literally the most un- – eight and two-thirds innings pitched, and you hit a, hit a ball to Miguel Cabrera over at first base. He has to go cover. He was out by a, a fair lot. amount. And Jim Joyce, I still remember the ump's name in that in that moment. To his credit, <laughs> awful call.
2: To his credit, though, he was like, "I blew it. I completely well, blew it."
0: What,
1: what does that do ultimately, though? Like after the at fact, least he wasn't did, like, "I'm standing by it." Like, you know, it's. <laughs> I guess it helps a little bit. It, it, it doesn't for me.
0: That feels. That's where I'm
2: just you like, t- you MLB, took away. You took just, away history. Just throw an asterisk on it, but it'd be like perfect game. You like, took away call. Major
1: League Baseball history with that damn missed call. I don't care if you come back after the fact and say you missed it.
2: Spin zone. Spin zone. Okay, let's hear it. We talk about that perfect game more, though, because it was missed. Uh, you kind of have a point there, but that's
1: a, that, I don't like that spin zone.
2: <laughs> call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's, not at all. that's the
2: depressing spin yeah, zone. that's the very yeah.
1: depressing. That's incredibly depressing. Now, uh, moving on, and this this really dropped before the show yesterday, and I wanted to gather our thoughts a little bit on it. Uh, but Ja, with his uh, suit, his lawsuit, I, there was, there's a suit filed by Joshua Holloway against Ja. Ja filed a countersuit against Joshua Holloway. Of course, from the run-in that they had at his house this past summer where Ja uh, allegedly punched him in the face and, and, and got after him, beat him up pretty good. Um, he's trying to get that, that – Lawsuit dropped. Joshua lawsuit, uh, Joshua Holloway's lawsuit against him. He's trying to get that dropped. The motion to get it dropped cites Tennessee's self-defense immunity statute. And attorneys argued Morant acted in self-defense when he punched then-17-year-old Josh Holloway during a pickup basketball game. He's now 18. And then Morant's uh, attorneys argued that the punch thrown by uh, John Morant after being hit in the face with a basketball was Quote only to the extent necessary to protect himself from further harm. End quote. I gotta say, I don't know if I, if I quite buy that. But hey, they're making their arguments; they're handling. Also, uh, a couple of other things that have made this suit pretty interesting. Rebecca Edelman has been uh sort of the lead attorney there for Joshua Holloway. Now, Leslie Ballin has joined in on Joshua Holloway's team, and we know we know Leslie Ballant and and the power he has in this city, and. And uh, how how good he is, how good he is as, as an attorney. But I, I got to say, um, I thought I'd have like a, a, a deeper take after 24 hours sitting on this and, you know, bringing it to the air. I still can't help but think this is just as petty as possible. This is so petty. All of it. All of it. And I like the, the the people that have been deposed, obviously we have Devontae Pack who said Ja has a Glock forty five, we've made a big deal out of that, you know, the snitch thing, that whole nonsense. And then um there there there's other details that, that were sort of put out there by Devontae Pack, the fact that he also is one that punched Joshua Holloway in that moment. But all the other guys that have been deposed, T. Morant and Mike Miller in particular both seem to think this is petty as hell as well. And I understand T is, is obviously may, may have a little bit of bias in the whole thing, but he was cooking food for the guys that were playing ball that day, and he said he didn't think the altercation was that serious. And the fact that we have Mike Miller explaining check balls, what, 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 what a checkup is in a, in a game of basketball, um, is insane. And Mike Miller said he's seen this happen before on several occasions, and I, I, to be honest with you, um, I've seen it happen as well. There's been fights in, in open run games in my lifetime, right? It happens. Um, and it should not lead to suits. It should not lead to, to someone trying to call for $15 million from somebody else. Um, but here we are. I, I just think ultimately, Connor, I, I, can't, I cannot look at this in any other way besides saying that uh, this is petty as hell. This is a very petty situation that just gets worse by the day.
2: I agree with you, especially when you look at their lawsuit history as well and how yep. many are still out there and things like that. It feels like a grift. There's just no other way for me to to put that. Like you said, we have all been in pickup games where there has been a fight. If every single time there was a fight, somebody got sued over a pickup game, the courts would have no time to do anything else because it would be so filled up with those fights. I played ball every single night when I was in college at the U of M at the rec. Every single night. Yep. There was a fight probably once a week. <laughs> of course. Of course. And most of the time, weirdly enough, most of the time it, it happened after the ball was checked because the guy would throw it at him. <laughs> but, no. but, like, what are we doing here? It's silly. This is just silly. The fact that you have Mike Miller there having to describe what a check ball is, the only thing I can compare it to is when Congress calls these tech people and they ask them to explain yeah. the cloud. And you, they're like, what are you talking about? And their about?
1: privacy policies. Yeah, yeah, it's just its
2: it, its ridiculous. It's like a Curb Your Enthusiasm it, episode. It
1: really is. But as, as silly as it is, it is Part of what Ja's going to have to go through to to get back to normal and sort of rehab his character and get just put this behind him eventually right. um, as petty as it is it's it's still something he has to deal with now I don't know I don't have a good take on whether or not this will get t- dismissed. I mean, if I just look at these arguments on their laurels, you know, uh, Morant's attorneys arguing that uh, the punch thrown by Ja after being hit in the face with the basketball, was only to the extent necessary to protect himself from further harm. I don't quite buy that. I don't know if that's a great argument. I don't know how that holds up in civil court. Um, so I have no real take on if it will get dropped or not. But if it doesn't get dismissed, I would imagine. I know Ja and his team do not want to settle because then you sort of admit guilt, and you, you certainly don't want to pay somebody out that seems to be putting themselves in a position to take advantage of the situation. Like I can, I can get that, but if this doesn't get, get dismissed and this keeps dragging on, I, I mean, at some point if I'm Ja, I would just look at my attorneys in the face and be like, all right, can we come to a, can we come to a settlement, figure this thing out, put this behind us. This is just a reminder of what he's trying to get away from. Right. And the longer it lingers, the worse it gets and the more annoying it gets. I, I, if I were Ja, and obviously I am not Ja, I would want to get this thing behind me as quick as possible. That's why he's fired, filed for it to get dismissed. But ultimately, if it doesn't get this dismissed, I, I think there likely would be a good chance that Holloway could get some type of settlement. It's a, You could win this case, but it's going to drag on for a while.
2: I agree with you. If, if it doesn't get dismissed, bite the bullet, man. No pun intended there, but like bite the bullet. get Get rid of it. Pay him, like just do do the settlement. It's one of those deals where everybody knows that quote unquote justice wasn't served here. What they got, what they exactly what they were looking for with them suing all these people. But at the end of the day, to move on and to move differently, as we've been saying, you just got to get this thing behind you. Yep. You have to get it over with. And sometimes, you know, that's what you have to do. Yep. So it, it's just it's the unfortunate reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, and and I, I I do believe that. The Holloway side, I think there's a level of taking advantage of the situation. I, I doubt, Absolutely, I without a doubt. I don't doubt that in the slightest. I'm not going to go too crazy on that point, um, but I, I think there is that. Uh, it, there is some questions though about Joshua Holloway side. Like there, there was some verbal threats apparently talking about shoot the place up. Other people have confirmed that. I wonder if it doesn't get dismissed, how how the litigation ultimately goes. Can Ja just win it? And and move through, feel confident about where he's at. You still have to pay lawyer fees and everything else, though. Like it, it's, just it's just a lot. A, it's, a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of noise and money being thrown at something that I seemingly I would just want behind me.
2: It's just if it's I, if so I dumb. It's gotten to this point. Yes, it's so no, dumb. I, agree. I there, agree. It's just there's no other way to describe it for me. It's the dumbest thing that we're having to talk about this situation when he threw a ball at Jaw. Jaw hit him. And then they argued. And that's what happened. Like, what yes. are we doing? It's, yes.
1: it's, it, it's as simple it's as that. spiraled to this point. It's where, spiraled, but know. we've
2: seen fights on a basketball court all the time. They happen every single day. It's just it's ridiculous that it's grown to this level.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. We'll Gosh. go ahead and leave it at that. And now it's time to get some more fun conversation going when we get to some NBA free agency rumors. Um, but the news of the day, truthfully, the news of the day is that James Harden has opted in to his $35.6 million player option with the 76ers, and he is looking for a trade. Who's he looking for a trade to? Clippers, Knicks have come up, but this is worthy of discussion. We'll talk about it on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. They keep trying to tell me Back rolling on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. A couple of house-cleaning things before we hop into sort of the big news of the day. James Harden opting in to his $35.6 million player option with the 76ers and then requesting a trade-out. Clippers and Knicks sort of at the top of the list where he could get traded to. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Yesterday, uh, one of the big signings, uh, the only big signing, was Nikola Vucevic, three years, $60 million, back to the Bulls. I... With the Lonzo Ball news and everything else going around with that franchise, they haven't won a playoff series in eight years. I don't quite get signing Vooch back uh, at $20 million a year. Um, I guess you have to do it. He's one of your starters. He's one of your more productive guys. Really good offensively, awful defensively. Um, But I, I wonder how long before the Bulls just decide to blow everything up and try to start anew. I mean they tried to they tried to make this thing happen. They were 46 and 36 2 years ago. They were 6 in the Eastern Conference, but everything spiraled out of control now that Lonzo Ball is not going to be on the floor and and I you know, I mean this is you'll you'll have Vooch there. You'll you'll feel comfortable with what you can get out of him offensively, but moving into the future. I I, I wonder how long it is before we see the Bulls try to go in a different direction and and maybe blow it up, try to retool, rebuild.
2: Yeah, they are one of those NBA teams right now stuck in purgatory a yep. bit like they they
1: and i kind of feel bad you know a in a certain way because the lonzo ball situation has ended the way it it, it has
2: there i think that their play with this group that they had was a fair one to make they put together a team that was scrappy that could score that could play some defense and no then one was they accusing had
1: accusing them of going to win a championship right. but it was the first hope they had since derrick rose pre-injury Right. right. Yeah. It yeah, was very the much first so. bit of hope they, they had as a fan base. And that's a big market. I mean, one, one, the, the, that has just been laying dormant uh, most of the 21st century, let's be honest. And it's it's got to be a frustrating feeling for that front office who I thought when they first got in there after the Garpax era, uh, it, it felt like that front office was really trying to move in a direction that was at least giving the fans hope.
2: On paper, man, the Bulls team two years ago was really good. Yep. They just got bit by injuries and it happens sometimes. And unfortunately that Lonzo news is just kind of devastating to the plans that they probably had moving forward. They've talked about maybe le- le- moving off of Zach Levine. It seems like they might want to keep DeMar it- over Zach Levine, which
1: which is strange.
2: It's strange, but at the same time I guess maybe they think they can get more for Zach Levine. Um, this Vooch deal when I saw it, was a bit odd, but like you said, I also kind of understand it. It also came out today that there were no options on this. There's not a team option. There's not a player option. Yep. So this is $60 million fully guaranteed Straight deal. Up. I guess he could be movable on the market if they needed to, but I think uh, ultimately they were like, we just need to make sure that we have somebody here that doesn't <laughs> suck. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, no, $20 million a year for a guy like that for a contender, I guess, if yeah. you really need a big... I, I, I guess you could move that, but... It,
2: but the, I'm not the, sure they should be making the problem, contracts with that can idea. Can I be
1: honest? The problem you run into with a guy like Nikola Vucevic is he gives you nothing on the defensive end. Nothing, nada. He's so bad, and like it, it's bizarre. He's been in the league for what ten plus years. I mean, or, or at least approaching that. And he just the, the IQ part of the defensive side of the ball is where he can't he can't latch on. He is great offensively. He can. He's a stretch five. He can do things, but he's not a good rim protector, and he gives you nothing defensively. And I don't know. I guess you could trade that contract, but that would have to be a a team that is desperate for some offense going into a playoff situation.
2: Well, because to your point, him being so bad on the defensive end hurts your options with him in the playoffs. Like Bam ate his lunch during the play, like ate his lunch, man. So. Yeah, I guess they just don't want to suck. That's just you know, <laughs> yes, I, 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 yes.
1: sometimes I think a move is so just like, like n- ten in the Eastern Conference again. Yeah, nine sure. or Ten You'll in the Eastern probably, Conference. They'll probably, if uh, they in.
2: if they walk into the season with the team that they have right now, they are a scrappy team that will probably be in the play-in. They still got Patrick Williams. They still got a lot of young talent. But Vooch is a guy that's eaten on bad teams in his career. Yep. That's kind of been what he what he is. Um, so I guess get and your I bag, guess,
1: man. I mean, depending on how it all goes, and I don't know how they go about extending, moving pieces around. But if you want to rebuild, you have some pieces you could probably trade and get they assets. Do. In the mean, they do. I mean, they get they got Levine, DeRozan, Vuce, Vucevic, uh, Patrick Williams, Caruso, Kobe White. I guess could be a guy in that conversation. I O become a pretty damn good uh, mm-hmm. pro. You can move some things around, find some assets, but it's going to be tough for them, man. They're they're they are in they are truly in Eastern Conference. Purgatory. Yes, right now, and and that signing tells me even more so. It, it pushes that across the finish line. Also, qualifying offers were sent out uh, yesterday, but by the Hornets, they have extended qualifying offers to restrict P.J. Washington, Theo Maladon, which okay, uh, and Miles Bridges. Sounds like you made up that second name. <laughs> he's a he's a combo guard. Combo guard, twenty two years old. Uh, I guess you could th- play. I think he was came into the league with the Thunder. But yes, they they have they have extended qualifying offers to all three of those guys. PJ Washington, I get he's been a starter. Miles Bridges, I, that's tricky. Golly, I I still feel a type of way about him being in the NBA right now. I know he's got ten more games of a suspension, and he was basically out of the league all last year. His his wife says he deserves a second chance, but I, the pictures that that surfaced when the domestic dispute came to light, like, I, I just can't get over it, the kid and and the wife. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me to just get on board with Miles Bridges getting back into the league and, and sort of riding the ship here. I guess he can, but um, looks like the the Hornets are going to go in that direction and try to, try to retain uh, him. I do have questions, though, um, about the makeup of that team mm-hmm. now that they're restricting both of those guys. Uh, and I had some Hornets fans come after me. I put this out on Twitter as well. But I, I get concerned. You just drafted a 6'9, you know, 200 pound wing oriented scorer. And going into next year, you theoretically, if they retain Miles Bridges and PJ Washington, you'll have four 6'7 plus wing oriented scorers that operate on the same place on the floor offensively. And Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward for one more year on a big contract, and, and Brandon Miller. And I, I, I get – the biggest issue I have with it, you drafted Brandon Miller number 2 overall. You are banking on his development to get you to where you want to go in a rebuild. These other guys, if they are retained, are going to take shots away from Brandon Miller. They're all good offensive players, and they're relatively young outside of Gordon Hayward. But he he can be he can put up some shots as well. I, I just feel like it, it's a strange way to go forward if you're the Hornets. One of them probably probably needs to go by the wayside, and I'd imagine that would have been Miles Bridges, considering what has happened transpired the past year or year or two with him and his life. But uh, that that is just a bunch of guys that are relatively the same player. It feels like yeah at their peak.
2: Yeah, I'm not quite sure why. I guess. I'm just not really accepting the reasoning to bring back a guy like Miles Bridges yes. as he's good that's, at he's good at basketball it's like so I, I don't, I don't really care I don't really care that he's good at basketball what he did was gross and I just don't think he should be in the league I would have a difficult time rooting for a team that had a guy like Miles Bridges on it with his history and then when you add the Brandon Miller situation to it with his position and how he's going to need to develop in Charlotte it just doesn't make much sense PJ Washington yeah makes sense definitely makes sense why wouldn't you just use the Brandon Miller situation, though, to move off of Miles Bridges? Let I that agree. relationship end. It doesn't make any sense to me. Winning games sometimes isn't worth it, especially when you're a team that, let's be honest about it, you're not going to really – you might be around the play-in game. The East isn't great, I guess, toward the bottom. You could maybe slip into one of the, the top or the, the, a better – like a more, I guess – concrete uh, but, seed but at the same time it's just I'm uh, not sure he's he, uh, he's not worth it to me he's well, not worth it move but, off of him use his money on somebody else if you're bringing Brandon Miller in give him the keys let him and Lilo start to develop their relationship and move forward move forward
1: the roster makeup just it's just doesn't it's compute. Silly. it doesn't compute with me because I, I, like I think all four of those guys and Miles Bridges again pleaded no contest to a domestic violence charge against his wife and his kid and um, he's got 10 more games that he's going to be suspended for to start the season. Uh, but if they retain all of these guys, like they're all starting caliber players. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, for honest. sure. And I, I don't know how you go about like your rotations, how you go make those things happen. Like Miles Bridges, I guess would be a, if you, if you retain him, would be a, would be a bench player. But then like PJ Washington, Gordon Hayward and Brandon Miller all on the floor at the same time just doesn't quite make sense to me. Not much spacing. Well, I mean, you have guys that are that are good at spe- – they all operate on the same area of the floor. They're all wing-oriented. They can put up a three. Um, they can get off the bounce a little bit, but they're all wing-oriented scores. that are going to do the same It's the same damn thing things. they've
2: been doing for, for years now. It's the same thing that they've been doing for years now. The, the Charlotte Hornets keep shooting themselves in the foot yep. with the same problem over and over and over again. They fall in love with these wing players, and they don't actually build a real team. It's very odd, and they make terrible draft picks, even though I think LaMelo and Brandon Miller are going to work yeah. out. But otherwise, when you
1: look at their history, holy yes, crap. it's bad. It's not great. It is not great. Now, uh, news of the day, James Harden opts into his $35.6 million player option with the 76ers, but then he has requested a trade. Give me the stat here. What is it? <laughs> is it KD, Kyrie, and Harden.
2: Harden? Seven trade requests in two seasons. That's impressive. It's those a are lot. Good,
1: those are good numbers.
2: It's a lot. Harden has three himself. I the, think I think Katie and uh, Kyrie probably have two.
1: Those are impressive numbers. I have to say. I have to say. Now the Seventy Sixers could have offered him, I believe, a five year, two hundred thirteen million dollar contract. That was not going to happen. No, it just doesn't seem like a smart thing to do if you're if you're the Seventy Sixers. He's thirty five. He, t- he took a pay cut last year, um, so he'd be more affordable and he could help you in in that realm. Um, but they're going to trade him off. And the names there at the top are the Knicks and the Clippers. And I, you know what <laughs> the Clippers, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. If they go and and trade for James Harden, think about what that starting lineup could be. If they retained Russell Westbrook as well for some type of, uh, you know, easy contract, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Zubots. That's, that's a weird, it's a very strange. And, and, I guess you could you could last better, you could be better if the injury bug inevitably bites Kawhi or Paul George or one of those guys. You could you could get by better if you had all those guys on the roster. Um but that's a strange fit. I guess the Knicks. I guess I, I could get behind that. I, I it makes a little bit of sense. Although he'd have to sort of be the off guard with Jalen Brunson, right? Because of Jalen Brunson's emergence as a playmaker and what he's able to do. Or do you go the Luca Luca Jalen Brunson route where you sort of split time a little bit and James Harden's mo- mostly on ball. I'm
2: not sure I like his fit in New York because of what they'd have to give up.
1: Now because the, we're right. we're dealing with Morey, We're dealing with Daryl Morey here with the Sixers. But but the problem is if you're trading for if you're trading for James Harden, I wonder what the return's going to be. I know you have to match up salaries and everything else, but I wonder if you're really it, are the 76ers going to drive that hard of a bargain when you only get him for a year? You can't you're not you can't you can not He can not opt in and then you extend him when he gets there. This is a 1-year rental, right. no, no matter I, what, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next I year. Guess,
2: I guess but that's kind of what I mean. I what I, I guess what I'm saying though for the Knicks, they've kind of got a fun scrappy team right now that can make some noise and they were a few things away from breaking their way to being kind of in the Conversation for Eastern Conference Finals last year.
1: You thought, honestly, they got in that second round against the eight seed. You thought they had you a really thought they damn would. good chance in yeah. the Eastern Conference Final.
2: I don't think it's worth giving up those guys for a one year hardened rental. I think it may be more worth it for the Clippers because they are kind of in we need to win right now mode, where the Knicks. I feel like they should just be okay with having a good basketball team again, finally, and don't blow that up as soon as you get the opportunity yeah, to. Right. It's just when because when you look at the Clippers and yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, but Kawhi said he's going to play 82 games. He said he's 100 percent healthy and he's ready to play 82 games. I don't know if that's real. Right. I doubt that's real. We I feel like we've probably heard that before.
1: Is that a is that is that a butt crack I don't. Did I get smoke?
2: cracked? I may have gotten. I may have cracked. gotten. Butt I cracked. may have gotten cracked. I hope I didn't get cracked.
1: <laughs> but I, mean, I don't doubt. I mean, I, I guess goes. he's out. I guess he may be healthy, but him playing 82 games. I I feel
2: like the fit and the trade and the one-year rental and all of that makes more sense for the Clippers than it does the Knicks. I understand the Knicks' interest in a guy like James Harden. I'm just not sure if it's worth it because if you add James Harden to the Knicks and then you have to assume that they'd have to give up a guy like R.J. Barrett, they might be able to keep, you know, Obi Toppin's been out there. So let's say that they give up Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, a pick, maybe one other guy. Is that worth it? Does that yeah. make you any better than you were? I'm not sure it does.
1: Not particularly. No. For the Clippers, but I guess it, it I get would, it a little bit more. It would sort of depend how you feel about RJ Barrett throwing in. I like RJ
2: Barrett. I don't think he's a bad player.
1: He's young still, too. Yeah, and that's something you have to pay attention to in these conversations. You're trading for a 34 year old. Exactly. You know, exactly on a one year rental because he, he's not eligible. He
2: can't get an extension, so he's not eligible for that. So it's you're hoping that he would want to stay with your team, but knowing the history of James Harden. Yeah. Do we think he would stay for more than a year?
1: And I guess the Clippers make more sense in the fact that they have, what, two a year more control of Kawhi, of team control of Kawhi and Paul George before they have their player option, which inevitably they'll probably opt out of, right? I, I don't know how that ultimately will end up. But you have two more years to go capitalize on this core that you've built, and maybe James Harden, maybe you think he's the missing piece that could get you over the top of the Western Conference. The missing piece that gets you over the top in the Western Conference if you're the Clippers is injury luck. That's the missing piece. Even without James Harden on that team, just have some damn luck with injuries. Stay healthy, and you could get you, you could be fine in the playoffs, but <laughs> it just has never happened. It just has never happened. And, and I do get the thought, like I said earlier, if James Harden comes in, you have Russell Westbrook as well. If you have those injuries, you can certainly sustain yourself better uh, in, in a regular season playoff situation as well. If you have extra superstars, if you will, on the floor, say Kawhi or Paul George gets hurt, and you still have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, you'd you'd feel you'd feel a lot more comfortable.
2: I'm really curious how involved Harden is going to be in this. Like, are they going to try to send him somewhere he wants to go, or are they going to yeah. try to go for the best deal that they can get? Yeah, because. I wonder if a Dame thing gets floated. Oh, that, uh, I'm not sure it makes sense for Portland, I but I wouldn't be surprised if a phone call doesn't get made.
1: Yeah, but I'm also of the opinion that I'm going to ignore Portland and, and Dame and any trade talks until I get proven otherwise. <laughs> I think right? that's, that's also that, is, a is, fair is that thought. Fair? I think that's a fair thought is to have. Is that fair? I, I guess the – one one oh, way yeah. one way out there possibility and i'll i'll get it to a bunch of possibilities when it comes to this team because Matt Ishbia is just thinking that money is not real um i guess the the james harden to the suns thing is is a thought here they'd have to get a third team to help facilitate assets for that deandre Ayton contract and but i guess they could make something something work where james harden ultimately ends up on the suns but i don't you don't need him you don't necessarily need them.
2: It's the Suns team. are – I feel like the Suns right now are involved with every single player because they only have four guys basically <laughs> right now. I guess Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know if, if pairing those guys back up is yeah. going to really do anything. It feels like that having James Harden on a team with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker is counterintuitive.
1: Yeah, and speaking of the Suns, you want to hear really counterintuitive. Yes, yes. Kyrie intends to meet with the Phoenix <laughs> Suns. <laughs> what is going on? Why And also, why do we always have to try to get Kyrie and KD and James Harden somehow? They, we try to get them to meet back up. Seven it, trade it, requests it, it hasn't in two seasons. Out. It just doesn't work out. It, it didn't work out with the Nets. It was uncomfortable. And granted, they never got on the floor at the same time together. I understand that. But still, I mean, we've seen this before. And I, I don't know how the Suns would make that happen with Kyrie.
2: Kyrie would have to take a massive discount. He'd have to take
1: a vet minimum, wouldn't he? Yeah, he, he would like, have to be like
2: $7 million. Yeah. So, sure. Meet with them all you want, hey, Kyrie.
1: Ky- uh, the Suns, Kyrie Kyrie is not taking the discount. Kyrie does not strike me as a guy who will take a discount just to go win a championship. He Maybe still he's meeting
2: with them to tell them that their logo should be flat.
1: It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the thought process behind the Mavs, like, the, the extension and everything, he wants all of his money. He wants to make sure he gets all of his money and he's not sure that the Mavs are going to help facilitate that. I I just I I this the Kyrie meeting with the Suns almost is in that same conversation of LeBron to the Mavs.
2: It's a leverage play. It's exact that's all it is. It's it, another it, leverage. It, it's play. a
1: leverage play that makes no theoretical sense. No. It, it makes, cannot happen.
2: For a split second, you're like, oh, okay, duh, 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 they got these guys, they need more people. Okay, okay. But then you look at the numbers and you're like, there's just no way it could happen. There's just no way it could happen that would make any, any logical sense. Because let's say that they do make the money for him and they get rid of DeAndre Ayton. Once again, does Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant make sense together? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Because three of those guys play the same damn position, basically.
1: <laughs> makes who, no sense. Who, who are your Who are your role players? Ish, us, Ish, Wainwright. the two of us. Hey, HBO's
2: hey. gonna fly us in from Memphis every single bring time they have a game. Bring me on Exhibit
1: Ten. Bring me in on a two-way. Oh, For I real. got you. I got you. Hey, Kendrick, um, Kendrick Davis. Yeah. Um, now, final thing before we bring on Jeff Calkins here at about five. Um, the Rockets. This is per Mark Stein, the Stein line. We brought it up earlier in the week, and I, I was, we were all over this. Fred Van Vliet. It's being reported by Mark Stein. It's, it's not official. It can't be official until tomorrow. Being reported that Fred Van Vliet to the Rockets is very likely. Two years, $83.6 million, a max for two years. And then Dylan Brooks, two years, 28 to $32 million for Dylan Brooks. But Look both those Dylan. guys potentially uh, are going to be Rockets going into next season. And that is probably why the, the James Harden to Houston thing fell through ultimately.
2: Right. And to be quite honest, if I am a Rockets fan and I am rooting for that team, I think that this move makes more sense than James Harden coming back to this team.
1: Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, I think, steady as hell. Yes. I think he's very steady. He takes less shots, right, I think, ultimately. Um, and, and at this point in his career, I think he can be a more efficient player than, than James Harden. And Dylan Brooks, I, as much as we have had our run-ins with Dylan Brooks, you may be annoyed if you're a Grizzlies fan with how it all ended. you got a young team that's impressionable that needs to play defense. What better person to bring in than Dylan Brooks? Especially like, with the Eme there. I, 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 I wonder – I, I have thought about this. Emay and Dylan will be an interesting match. When Dylan starts chucking and ducking. When, when Dylan starts chucking and ducking and being too loud. I, want, I mean, I, but I do think there is something to be said about Dylan. I, I don't think Dylan ducks away from being held accountable, if that makes sense. He can, and that's e sort of calling card, is holding, holding players on his team accountable.
2: I'm not sure if this is a one-to-one comparison by any means. It would kind of remind me of Jay Crowder with that young Grizzlies team. Yeah. It, it would it, he's a better def- Dylan's a better defender yeah. and he's a better I think score on on a surface level when he actually plays within himself. But I think the idea of it would be the same. He would be the dog that the idea you know, he it. could he could try I, to teach these young guns how to get ready for every single game. He'd bring the intensity. I do think he would respect Ime to where Eme could be like, "Hey dog." <laughs> I was let's may, stop I shooting. was way
1: more sold on what the Grizzlies had though when Jay Crowder was. I don't on know, the dude. That than...
2: this Rockets team is good. They got a lot of really good young talent. When I say good, I mean the talent. They're dude, not going to
1: be am, good. Am I? Of the, but dude, here's here's my point. I I'll like them. Are they corrupted to a point where you where you have to do a lot of saving with a Jalen Green with a uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Where they are they are. It's always it's Kevin Porter Jr. time. It's Jalen Green time. I don't think it's time. about those two. And guys. And they don't play defense.
2: The, I don't. Alfred Shango. If those if those two guys player. come 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 along, great.
1: It's so about. You're talking about Cam it, Whitmore, Amen Thompson, Jabari Smith. Yeah, Jabari's. It's Smith. about those guys. Right.
2: It's those. Jalen Green, awesome if he wants to come through. Kevin Porter Jr., awesome. If he wants to stay around and they want to play a role, they want to be a part of this young team. They've got their three guys.
1: Yeah. I think it, it, And I, Cam Whitmore. I, I like the, I like these two particular moves more than one big move for James Harden. Agreed. For the for the for the Rockets. It just ultimately makes more sense. Now uh Jeff Calkins is scheduled to join the program. We'll go ahead and do that next right here on the Gabe Kuncho at 929 FM ESPN.